Oh. <laughs> I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. Hi. Oh, fuck, I don't know how to do one. We've never done one of these before. So we're thinking of doing another Q&A. We've done a few of them in the past. If you go to internetboyfriends.net and scroll down, if you hit my ugly face shoving food in it, you've gone too far. Scroll up a bit, a little more. There you go. You see this ask me ask us anything. You can enter a question there and we'll we'll answer it at some point. If not the next Q&A, the one after that. If I have to, we'll start answering questions in every podcast. It depends oh, on what oh people God, that's feel tempting. like doing. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Yep. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey and with me as always is the little Nemo to my Mary Worth, Ryan. Nice. I've never They're read not really a, a, I've never a, read a, either of those comic strips. Really? No, never. I I've read a couple Little Nemo's because I went to a museum exhibition exhibit that had them there. Yeah, Little Nemo. So I yeah, like I, them. I just Little haven't Nemo's got to it yet. Shit. It's not like it's I'm avoiding it. You like it? That's yeah. why you got Little Nemo. It's I got on the Mary list. Worth. So I just couldn't think of because I used I used the the good one for the last episode and we didn't discuss <laughs> what we were supposed to discuss. And now for this one, I'm kind of like fucking like who were to like how can I talk about this and not use Calvin and Hobbes because I've been purposely trying to avoid calvin hobbs because i think i did it already well charlie and snoopy yeah but that's hard to do because i i don't think that that's true it's not obvious well charlie and linus charlie and linus maybe I, although i think we think each other is the opposite you're obviously the linus of the charlie and okay linus. good yeah no i'm definitely the linus okay fuck it then yeah you're the linus to my charlie then <laughs> fuck that yeah or or rather i would say based on the last couple of days i'm the lucy to your charlie that's <laughs> That's probably more likely. <laughs> I have not felt upset by any conversations or felt like you've pulled the, so- the football out from under my foot at any point. So I don't know if that's accurate. Man, I have been I've been on fire this whole week with our conversations. Every conversation we've had in the last week or so, like ever since the last podcast, just fucking coming out swinging in every conversation that we've got. So I'm good. So I'm glad to hear you that. You ruined that last podcast. I'm going to ruin your day. Well, no, I ruined <laughs> the last podcast. <laughs> I was the one that went off on the tangent. Not well, you. we both sort of did. I think I went off on the tangent. And you told me to stick with it. Ah, fuck it. This, we're already. We're already <laughs> we're, how many minutes in are we? Going down that. Three hole, minutes in. Three minutes in. We've already. We've already strayed. Yeah, All right. Going off what are we talking about, Joe? What are we talking about? Okay, we're talking about the comic book, comic strip, comic strip. I'd say more likely, but they do have comic book artists there as well well um, not really what would you call dr mcninja he's a strip guy well he's a, well, a webcomic guy i guess ah see I'm, this is my but like and, and in my mind i group all web comics as strips because they're released incrementally well more incremental than comic books so what would you say thrill bent is then Ooh, that's tough yeah oh in your face so we're gonna be talking about stripped. It's a documentary. Either way, well, it doesn't um, matter because Mark Ray was not in strip. Was he in stripped? I don't know. No, he was in stripped. He should have been. I felt he, I, I, he I, wasn't. Cause... Yeah, but they they did they, anyway. Stripped focused primarily on comic strips in the newspaper yes. and also web comics, which are vast majority are strips. Yes, for now, at least. Yeah, possibly I forever. I don't know. I don't know. That might. We'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So. You love the documentary a lot. Yep. You told I almost me to watched watch it again. It. I watched almost watched it a third time today. Yeah, I've watched. Yeah, I've watched it three times because um, we the, when you gave it to me, then when we were supposed to do this podcast, <laughs> and then again later. <laughs> so yeah, and then and then the extras. Yeah, I think we, I only watched the extras once though. So, I, I bought all the uh, I, and I bought all the extras. Like I have all the full interviews that they released. So eventually I will get to them. 
possibly a long time from now but yeah so it's a uh, stripped film strippedfilm.com i highly recommend that if you go check it out if you are into comics comic books anything comic related making comics artists drawing whatever Even if you're not it's an fuck. interesting look at creators making something for commercial purposes Yes, and even that, just that for is, that purpose, if you're interested in that concept, it's worth watching. Sort of something for every something for everybody. Uh, that's I think that we it's sort a, of talked about this a little last like episode. a good documentary. You don't have to be interested in the subject matter to enjoy the documentary itself. Why well, wasn't it? I was like my first fucking note that I made for this podcast was I'm not even I'm I, I would say if you had to pick a comic strip that I'm negatively interested in, like like I have no interest whatsoever. Never in a million years would I ever want to read it. It would be Kathy. I, I despise Kathy. I think that is a terrible comic strip. But if you, based on this documentary and based on sort of what I've seen of her before, if you showed me an interview with Kathy Geiswhite, the the creator of Kathy, I would watch that. Fuck, I would I would listen to her talk for hours. I think she's. I think personally, she's fucking great. I think that she's a, a great artist. She's got talent she's i mean she she's been cranking that fucking strip out for years just because i don't like it doesn't mean that she's not fucking unbelievably talented yeah, it's, and and that's kathy is squarely not for us yeah yeah well i yeah yeah it's that's I, that's i guess fair to say i mean it's not the, it's not like i can't appreciate what she's doing and i can't put myself in the shoes of kathy. i think a lot of us have the ability to empathize with, i think most of us have the ability to empathize with kathy the character it's more of the idea that with especially with these creators anyone that's in this documentary they've been thoroughly vetted by the process of having to crank out art for years yeah. every fucking day for years and, and you can't and there were a few people i had never heard of because it's been really? a long time since i've read a comic strip in the newspaper and i'm not well versed in the webcomic scene at all there weren't a lot of people. I knew the vast majority, but there was a few people I didn't know. Um, and, and we and like we have different markets. Like in, I'm yeah. in Montreal, so there's some yeah. stuff that you'll get that I won't get, and some I get that you won't get. Like we love for better or for worse here. I know for better or for worse is in the states. It's not. I'm not saying yeah. otherwise, but like we love it here. She's Canadian, so we're proud of her. Like <laughs> I think that yeah, I think we're pretty pretty up and up on. Yeah, no, on that that yeah. and she's I, she's in it. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Lynn Johnson must be in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she's I think it. she is. She's yeah, like, um, and and she's like she's been around forever, and she's she's has one of the only serialized comic strips, really. Like where people get older, like they're aging as time goes on, and like stuff happens, and people die, and stuff moves on. Like it's one of the very few comic strips where that happens. Um, yeah. But it's not that funny most of the time, so I'm not that. I was ever interested as a kid. I was like, "This is an inter- This is a well-drawn thing of things that happen, and uh, it's not. I'm not laughing, so I'll go back to Calvin and Hobbes." Yeah, which yeah. Is, looks better and is funnier. The comic I always stayed away from was Family Circus. Family Circus, because even like that was kid, never on our comics page. Yeah, see, as a kid, I would see Kathy and be like, "All right, I don't like it," but you know, I'd still. I guess, I guess that's the thing is, I know Kathy because I've read enough of them. Because I still, even though I didn't like it, I guess I don't know what the hell I was thinking as a kid. You know, it's just like it's on the page, whatever. But I fucking hated Family Circus. I couldn't fucking stand. Yeah, no, Family Circus was never in ours. It was always yeah. it, it sometimes showed up, but on a, like a different section or a different page entirely. It was not with the rest of the comics. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Kathy yeah, was, I, I, and that's where I know Ack from. But like that, <laughs> that is that is what Kathy gave to the world is Ack. I I have a deep appreciation for Kathy, even though I don't like it, simply because it gave us Liz Lemon. I think that yeah. without without Kathy, you can't really have Liz Lemon. Yep. So that's 
again, like I guess I, I guess no matter how much I could say, really for all these comics, no matter what comic we're talking about, anyone who was in this documentary or really anyone who makes a strip for longer than a year probably has influenced something I like in some way because comic strips are fucking insane in that way. I mean, there's even even web comics really. I think that there's a lot of I'm starting to notice that more and more. I, I know it's not a webcomic, but uh, for some reason, like in the last two weeks, I've noticed that a lot of the uh, podcasts that I listen to, a lot of the people that I talk to on Twitter are all in some way influenced by Red Letter Media, the guys who do the yep. Plinket reviews. And whenever I hear that, like, just name check, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you'd never re- – like, those guys are so specific and, and sort of almost niche in what they do that you'd never really think about them as being – like huge personalities like you know when someone says something like penny arcade the guys from penny arcade um were really everyone from penny arcade uh robert Koo uh was in this as well mm-hmm. like there's there's a, a strong penny arcade presence uh, well there's in, the three of them there's there's gabe Tycho and robert Koo. well i was yeah. gonna say also i think of uh, who is chris, uh, who is as important as gabe and Tycho? i think of scott kurtz chris straub and uh brad geiger also well, as I, part of that i whole... can't think of kurtz as it at all because he started off separate no, no, the reason the reason I think of Kurtz as being involved, Kurtz and oh, and he Stroud, actually is least, now. Kurtz is for sure now, but well, no. Well, I was just going to say the reason I think of him as now is because there's never a time where I can really imagine them as being separate. Because when I was growing up, well, I mean, fucking you and I met because of Penny Arcade. Yeah. We sort of grew. At least I at least I grew up reading as a, as a teenager into my twenties. I as I was really doing most of my maturing, as I was not a very mature teenager, I was reading uh, fucking Penny Arcade and PvP, and then once they sort of started doing the PATV and and the conventions and things like that, there was always sort of that overlap of, of Chris Straub and, and Kurtz being there. Also because I've actually met Kurtz as well, so that kind of... I've actually met all of them, now that I think about it. I've met oh, all I of them. I've heard bad right things now. about Kurtz. I don't... I, I feel that he is a professional artist... And if you listen to any professional artist talk for long enough, you're going to find something to hate about them. Because oh, this is this is all people have interacted with him personally. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I've I've heard as many horror stories, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying that I actually I the experience I had with him probably w- I would have considered negative when I started talking to him. But then I actually like because I, I guess the thing is I I am a glutton for punishment in, in that sort of way. If someone has a bad interaction with me or someone like tells me to fuck off or something like that, I sort of kind of like, all right, what did I do wrong? You know, because clearly it's got to be me because that's automatically what I assume whenever I have a bad interaction with somebody. Uh, so so I kind of was, I listened to one of the podcasts he was on and he talked about what it was like to be at conventions when people come up to his table and they're like, hey man, I love the comic, I love what you do, so on and so forth. And Kurtz is like, well, do you want to buy any merchandise? And the person's sort of like, you know, no, of course not. You know, I don't want to buy anything from you. And and he kind of got aggravated at that because he was like, hey, you know, this is how I support my living. This is how I this is how I've been making making you shit for years. And and if you're going to, I know, I know. But this is what I'm saying is is that if you really start talking to people who, if you talk to people who have ad run websites, if you talk to people who write for fucking websites, things like that, the people that you and I sort of associate with, just get them talking. There's only a short amount of time until someone who's not involved in that world is just going to go, that guy's a fucking asshole. How the fuck can he say that? How can he demand that we buy these skull plushies he's selling or these, you know, this, this, these books he's, you know, trying to fucking sell? 
because he's got to fucking eat, man. He's well, got to eat. And that's fine, but you should still be courteous and kind to the people that are just want to say hi to you and maybe too poor or whatever to afford your stuff. You shouldn't be a dick just because they don't buy you, buy things from you. To me, that's the big difference between Ryan North and Zach Weiner and Kurt, uh, Kurtz. I know and, too and, little and, about all those people. Well, okay. Well, uh, like Zach, I know, I know who Zach Weiner Smith is. I've yeah, never really I've read, read Saturday his, his, whatever yeah. breakfast cereal. I've never really you'd, read it. You'd love it. It's great. I have, I have a problem with webcomics, but anyway, it's a whole other story. Okay. Wait, no, 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 no. I, fuck it, that's what we're here for. Tell me. What's I just, problem? I can't, like, I can't be bothered. Like, it's, it's, I lose track of them, and then I forget, and then move on. Like, it has to be Aquid level good for me to really get into it. So what you're saying is basically you just need me to start posting them on Facebook. Because <laughs> if, if you saw it every day on Facebook, you'd read it. You'd if I added to my, if I, if I read, like, I've read occasional SMBCs. Yeah. And it never enticed me to actually add it to my RSS feed. Like, See, it's fun. it's, it's funny because I really enjoy it, and yet I have the same kind of reaction to that, which is I, I go there, I read them, I read them like 20 at a time. Is when whenever he posts something on on Twitter, I'll see it and be like, "Oh, that's nice." And then every once in a while, I'll get in the mood to be like, "Yeah, I want to read fucking twenty of his comics because they're they're great. I like them." But I just, I guess maybe that's also my approach to web comics nowadays is that I just don't care. I guess <laughs> I don't because I don't I don't have I don't have anything I don't have anything to like, assess anymore. The only ones I read are Abominable, and Carl was on the and the didn't documentary. Yes, um, yes, he was. And that's an Aquid when I happen to catch it. That comes out sporadically these days. But Aquid is just so brilliant, I can't not subscribe to it. Aquid, in my mind, is the pinnacle of webcomics. I've, I've never read anything better, more consistent, never. It's not the best-looking one, but it's, it's definitely the most consistently well-written one that I've ever read. And it has overarching stories, which I like. It's not just gags of the week. There's all sorts of long... Actually, I was wearing an I just took off an Aquid shirt because it's too hot in here without a fan on. Um, anyway, Aquid is my pinnacle. Um, so no, I was... I, was, I, I actually... Like, I, I, I don't... I, 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 you were talking about, like... Uh, what's the guy's name? You just Straub? Like, I've never... I've, yeah. I've read two Dr. Big Ninjas in my entire life. Like, no, I... No, no, I, uh, Straub is Chainsaw Suit. Cha- I, I don't even... Like, that's I, how little I know. I, I, I don't know... Yeah. All, any, I, I know Penny Arcade. I know Aquid. And I know uh, print comic people that have done web comics. This is blowing my mind. I kind of assume, and that like I, that. I am not at all in the web comic scene in any way, shape, or form. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I'll read stuff if I hear about it. I'll check it out. I'm not, like, I'm not averse to it, but like I'm not at all dialed in in any way, shape, or form. Like I, like I read enough of the the strip, the comic guys that do it to to have an idea of how they work and stuff. But like I don't. Yeah. I'm not a. I don't have a. Aside from, I think the only subscriptions I have are Abominable, which comes out once a month, once a week, and Aqua, which comes out whenever it feels like, and otherwise nothing. Wow, that's fucking crazy to me. Like even Kelly's stuff, I I, I just read it. I wait for him to say, "Oh, a chapter's finished," and then I read it then. I yeah, do. Well, I do read the Adventurers yeah. when it comes out because he posts it on Facebook. And it's easy to find. Oh, I gotta, I gotta friend him on Facebook then because I love fucking. I love what he does there, so yeah. I want to get more of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, so I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm way into the the print comics, and I, I like. I used to like comic strips, but I haven't had a newspaper come to my house since uh, 19 something. Like, I, it, yeah. since, like I, I've left my parents' house in the year 2000, and like. 
they don't get the newspaper anymore, and they didn't get the newspaper yeah. before I even left. So I don't know when I last read a comics page of a newspaper. But I still yeah. loved yeah. this thing because as a kid, yeah. fucking every day, I would like yeah. – because the, the Montreal Gazette came to the house every day because this was like the internet was not really a thing. So everyone needed the Gazette even though no one read it. It just went there and then went into the pile for fire kindling or whatever. But like every day I would pull it out and read Calvin Hobbes for sure. I'd read the whole thing. But like it was Calvin Hobbes is my jam, and like and, and I love it. And like I have the yeah. big crazy collections of Farside and Calvin Hobbes because those are the pinnacles from my era of reading comics. Nothing's better from when I read. I can't judge older stuff. And and Peanuts is great, but they don't have there's too much Peanuts to collect that way. But like it's I I love a comic strip. Like it's 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 a great format to read something in daily. And and, but the the internet is not. I don't find the internet is for me conducive to that. But that's all, that's, and it should be. But like lots of these people who post these web comics, don't include them in the RSS feed for some reason. And yeah, like well, it's it drives me crazy that I can't. Yeah. Uh, like I just subscribed to Kachalka just started a new one, so I subscribed to his because sure. it's Kachalka. But again, yeah. he's a he's a. Uh, print guy that's doing a web comic. I don't. I don't know the web guys at all. At all. That, that, I'm still shocked by that. Oh, and by the way, before we move too far from it, the whole point I was trying to make about Kurtz is that I can sort of write off a lot of the bad things that people say about him simply to the fact that he does a daily strip. He does a lot of work. He has had to fight and scrap through getting just shit on by people who were in syndicates for so long. He was getting shit on by people who didn't believe that webcomics were going to be a legitimate thing for so long. He made his own business model. He did He did as much as he could for himself in the way that like the Penny Arcade guys almost lost their fucking comic because they're so goddamn bad at what they do. I, I, I will never say anything bad about him as a creator or as a businessman like he's he, he has done like he has put the work in he's earned his spot like he has earned yeah. his spot i'm not gonna begrudge him that at all i don't want him to i want him to make him make a living because people love his work it just yeah. I, I i've heard too much stuff about him as a person for no good reason like i've heard bad stuff of all sorts of people and it doesn't bug me but i i've never like i've read pvps occasionally I get linked all the time i've been on the internet for a very long time and he's yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an old timer and it never really clicked with me like it, there used to be I don't even know what still exists. This was in a an, a long time ago webcomic about like it was this IT department, open friendly, open uh, user friendly. While you're while you're looking that up, I also wanted to throw out a comment to you before. Holy before. shit! User friendly still exists. That just blew my mind. I have not read this in ten years. Like thirteen years. Like I like. Oh my god. Anyway, there's like, like I, I was I got into webcomics a little bit, like around Penny Arcade, I read more then, but since then I've just I've lost track of most of them and haven't bothered to keep up. Anyway, stripped the documentary. <laughs> no no uh I, well, Or if you have some more comments. First off, I actually think I've heard the guy from User Friendly talk. Iliad. Yeah. He's like one of the originals. It started in nineteen ninety seven. Like that's a long time ago on the internet. Yes. Apparently still going. Well, I was going to say that we were kind of going back and forth about whether this is about – this is obviously about comic strips, obviously, hence the title of yes. strip. But there are comic book people in it as well. That was my point. Was that – because I don't think of Kazu uh, Kibiyushi as a strip – I have to comic strip that person? Is. Oh, he's the amulet guy. And I don't even – I just know of amulet. I don't know anything about it. It's one of those things where I judged horribly and decided this is not for me and then moved on. And it probably oh. is not for me. 
Oh, is it God. for me? Is that amulet? good? Amulet? I love amulet. I'm a big fan of. Would amulet. I love amulet? Uh, no, probably not. No, okay. well, because I think that I think that you your response to amulet would be I have already read this and it was called Lock and Key. But I fucking love his artwork. I love his artwork. He did Copper was his webcomic that he did before. So he did, he is a webcomic guy. And I guess it falls on the definition of what you're saying that even – because you'd say Kelly's doing webcomic. Strangebeard's a webcomic. Yeah, but I, I came into yeah. Kelly through print comics. And that's, that's not – like it's yeah. – I'm not, I'm not judging webcomics below print comics. It's just the scene I'm more involved in is the print comic scene. So I hear about more print guys doing webcomics than I do – the other way around. And the webcomic scene is probably far larger than the print comic scene. By, yeah, by like, far. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's, not a, it's not a quality thing. It's just where I'm at. It's not like... And, and I'm sure I love a ton of webcomics. And like, one of the, one of the co- print comics we both love a lot, Atomic Robo... Yes. Clevenger is started from, off with... It was it, a webcomic guy. Like, yeah. he's a webcomic guy. And he moved to print comics. I don't even know if he still does print webcomics at all but like he's now a print comic guy and when i found out he was what's that the the sprite comic he did and i forget his name a bit theater a bit theater right? I, I used yeah. to read that all the time and, and it was funny for a long time and i got tired of it after a while but whatever <laughs> <laughs> like when i heard it was him i, was, I blew my mind yeah. like it, i was blown away but it, anyway it is what it is anyway what was, anyway I, no, well, I, I, i'm just mean to say like i'm not I'm, it's not that i'm judging webcomics in any way shape or form it's just i'm not in a position to know about them, and I haven't even bothered to seek them out actively. I it's think not, it's not a quality thing. It's just there's only so many minutes of the day. I actually think that it's because of something they bring up in Stripped, which is that when you read a comic book or you read a novel, you read it, you enjoy it, and then you put it down and you go on with your day. That when is, you read. Sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. That's also a problem. Like John Westhoff, our friend. Yes. Did the the, the web comic World Strongest Mailman? Yes, and it had the issues that Scott McCloud talked about, where you have it's a full page you have to scroll down and then click next. It doesn't work properly because it's not designed for a, the internet. It's designed for print, <clears throat> and you just posting it there. Uh, <clears throat> at least when I was reading it, <clears throat> at least when I was reading it, which was long before you did anything involved with it. But like, I can't, I can't read. I can read a, a gag strip once a day. I cannot read a serialized thing once a day in that volume. Like, it, it, I, my brain can no longer handle it. Even monthly comics are getting tru- trouble. Like, I'm getting older. I just can't deal with it anymore. I, I just can't. Like, it just, it hurts. If it, if it, unless this comes, it has to come out every day, or I have to wait, or if it comes out once a week, it's too far, few, few and far between for me to follow. So I need to wait until it's a larger chunk, which is what I did for World's Strongest Mailman and what I did for Kelly stuff and Battle Pug for Mike Norton, and I enjoyed it. Abominable works because it's not. Uh, sequential most of the time. So I can enjoy, each strip works on its own, and I can enjoy it on its own. But other ones I need to like, I need to wait for a big chunk, otherwise my brain cannot handle it properly. I just, it's, it's could just be an age thing. It's, like, I mean, I'm not that old at all, but like, my, I can't hold enough, inform- I can't hold that page, like that one page is in and gone. I read so many other things, and look at so many other things, that it's just wiped away from short term memory, I don't know what happened a week ago, in one single page. So there is that issue for me with webcomics when they release a page a week where it is a part of a story as opposed to a standalone, mostly a standalone thing. Part of what I was trying to say, which is that, they, as they point out in the, in the documentary, you actually have a relationship with the people who make comics because or comic strips because with a comic strip they're giving you a little bit every day and you're coming back every single day. It, it's, you know... 
very similar to the conversations I have with you. We yeah. hop in, you know, once a day. We have a conversation. We, you know, go on. You don't catch me every day. I don't talk to you every day. You know, we don't. We don't. Some just some days we don't talk. Some days you don't. You miss you your know, favorite Bill, comic strip. Bill Waters you, had said it like was was that was one of the best things he said is that you have this power that you have their attention once a day. That is something that very yeah. few creators of anything ever have. And it's something we, that we should say people have. We should say yeah. that this documentary has the only, as far as I know, recorded yes. voice of Bill Watterson, creator of the greatest comic strip ever made, Calvin Hobbes. Like, it is worth listening, watching just for that. If you're a Calvin Hobbes fan ever, watch this. Well, I was you won't say see it's him. Worth watching. It's worth watching anyway, but like even, yeah. even without Bill Watterson, it'd be worth watching. But it's extra worth watching because Bill Watterson is as big a genius as you think he is. Like, at least based on the little comment, com- like the comments he, he, he said, it wasn't a ton of it, and you never see him. It's all audio. But like, they show you the strips. They show you. No, no, but you never see him. Like, you know, it's yeah. all I'm just saying. Like, all, yeah. all, all of his stuff is just him, like at the voice. But he absolutely lived up to my expectations. <laughs> Yeah, like it was like, oh, good. He is what I wanted him to be. He like he, he has a similar view of comics. He like he he loved like oh, it was perfect. That made me it made me so happy. It made me so happy that he wasn't an <laughs> asshole and he wasn't an idiot. Like I, I you knew he was an idiot because he made again the greatest comic strip of all time. Yeah. Period. As far as I'm concerned, he's the Beatles of comic strips. But, like, sometimes some of the Beatles are... Like, I'm not interested in hearing about Paul McCartney's table, lots of stuff, but, like, Bill Watterson is awesome, and I want to hear more from him, and I'm never going to, probably, which just makes me sad. But. I was going to interject not that... It is, it is a great documentary. The best documentary I think I've seen about comics in general. Oh, absolutely. I, if I, if I did, at least the ones I've seen. Like, I haven't seen a ton of them. Art. But, like, yeah. absolutely. And now I'm feeling bad because this is the other side of... The, the negative side of what we were just talking about, which is that you do have a relationship with these people, and it can get kind of weird i had a huge crush on one of the people that was in this documentary and i'm just like oh man oh she is in this documentary that is that is awesome and come on who what no i'm not fucking saying that <laughs> off air you're gonna have to see what it is because it because it instantly well, I, I don't even know i'm gonna say it off air because no, it, it instantly makes me seem like a fucking psychopath because like like i'm gonna be chasing down jodie foster and shooting reagan in the no, guts doesn't, like, no one thinks that you're allowed, you're allowed to crush on someone based on talent and occasional thing, pictures. I had, no, I, I had no idea what she looked like, in, and I only knew her through her work. And I've never seen her in person, and and that's probably for the best because I'm really, really anxious when I'm around people that I'm attracted to. So I mean, it, it's not like you're not. Cause the upside of that is you you judged her on the quality of her talent first. Oh, she looks like Two Face, and then it's care. a pleasant yeah. surprise. Oh, she's also yeah. hot. Excellent. As a, like you, you, like that, it's, that's the that's the best way to be horribly shallow about something. You already know who. I think you already can guess who this is. I, try, I, I, I think I know. I can't remember her name, but I, I can't. Like I think you, I know who you're talking about. You bitch! How do you not remember her name? Because it's if I'm not mistaken, it's a webcomer person. I don't know any of these people. Well, okay. The, the person we're talking about is Kate Beaton, who does. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. she's she's just an attractive lady. Because uh, I I read her stuff oh, back when she yeah, she's was also doing extremely on... talented. I I thought yeah. she, like she's I also thought she was funny and interesting before I had any of what she looked like. And yeah, she, 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 she she's also happens to be attractive. Talented. She yeah. happens to be attractive. Yes, that she is that is secondary started... to a supremely talented comic strip 
on history, which is mind blowing. Well, that's the thing because she started she started on Live Journal, and well, she started. I think she said she actually. I think she started on Facebook with her, you know, sort of posting comics for friends, and then she went to post them uh, publicly on Live Journal. Mm-hmm. So for the, for a while there, then this is I think dating both of us. That you said you Live know, Journal that dates enough. That was for a while, and I was like, this she's fucking awesome. This is great. I can't. You know, I hope, I hope something happens with this that she keeps doing whatever she's doing. Also, because it's she talks a lot about being a kid in Canada and just making comics about herself and things like that. So it, you know, you kind of get the sense of uh, uh, you get the sense of the person she's putting out there. And like she, I, her Twitter account is great because she often puts out these comic strips and she just draws quick. Like her style yeah. is a very quick, sketchy style. It's not like she is far from a refined, gorgeous looking webcomic. It is. Purely enough lines to get the story across and nothing more than that. And some people would say it's ugly drawings. I would oh, I think a lot of people would say that they're... No, they're I think lots, lots and lots of people would. But like, I'm more about how well it conveys the message and tone and feelings of the thing. And she's very, very good at that. And she posts regularly small mini-comics she does and then just scans them or does it like... I don't know how she, how she gets them on Twitter, but she gets them onto Twitter in some way. And then post them. And it's just these, like, little, like, five-panel things of, like, her family at Christmas. Or, yeah. like, whatever. And, and they're great. And she clearly loves comics, and she speaks in comics. Like, yes. that is her prefer. It seems to be, I don't know her at all. Like, I've never met her. I've never seen her in person. I have no idea. But it seems to be her favorite way to express herself is comics. And that's wonderful. Yeah. Like, she's well, making these, like, she makes Harker Vagrant, which is her, her, her ongoing webcomic, and she has at least one print version of it out. Um, yes. But she also does these quick, she does comics just to post on Twitter for fun. And lots of, lots of creators, comic creators, don't do anything like that. Like, she, like, she still just makes comics to tell what she, instead of making a tweet about her Christmas or whatever, she writes a four-panel strip. And it's hysterical, and it's funny, and it's it's I mean hysterical fire synonyms essentially, but it's it's great. And she posts on Twitter and just throws it out there because that's how she wants to express her that that thought she has. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, and that I appreciate her even more because of that. I actually don't follow her on Twitter. You should. So I refuse to. Why? It makes me feel like a fucking creeper. I it's just not don't like wanna, if you're not I, if you're not flirting with her on Twitter, you're just you're just it is a efficient way to acquire her content. I know but that's all no, it is. No. And if, if you don't turn it otherwise, which you're capable of doing, I'm confident mostly. But <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> I, I, I I I say mostly because I think at some point you will tweet at her in a no. vaguely flirty way. No. And not expecting anything, no. but I just think it would happen. What? <laughs> I just think you would like if she she'd post something funny and or something and or or and you would respond in a vaguely cheeky, flirty way. That's all. I don't think you would be like creepy about it. I just think you would be post some funny comment that also might also be a little flirty. No. Really? Nope. No, I it, it, that's that's then you're not creepy had, at all. That's something I've had to explain to scores of ex-girlfriends <laughs> that when I'm flirting with someone I'm not flirting with them. Oh, no, okay. Okay. You're not, yeah. but you are accidentally. No, well, I'm I'm flirting with them in the sense that I'm flirt I, I this is hard to explain. Okay, this, is, this is why I usually just drop this. I understand. Anyway, it's a whole other conversation. But I think you would do that thing you're describing that people describe as flirting and I just did too to her. No. 
No, because I'm actually I'm actually attracted to her. That's why I wouldn't do it. I think it's disrespectful. Uh, okay. like, it's the same thing. It's, it's not, the same though. thing. It's the same thing of where we were at. You and I were both at New York Comic Con that this particular year that I'm thinking of, and Brian Wood was signing with. Now oh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Uh, I feel bad. Redhead, Lala's in Montreal. Becky Clunan. Yes. Yeah. So Becky Clunan. There's two girls. There's two girls in comics that I've had a huge crush on for since the second I found their work. And that was Becky Clunan when I first read Demo. And I had no idea what Becky yeah. Clunan looked like. Read Demo. And I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm into this girl. I'm into this girl. Fucking whatever she does, I want to read it. Whatever, whoever she is, I'm I'm into this. And when I finally was in the presence of Becky Cloonan, they had Becky Cloonan signing and doing artwork for people. And then right next to her was Brian Wood. And I fucking snuck, like just fucking ghosted her. Just like went right past her. Just completely ignored her. And she kind of looked at me like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And I went right to Brian Wood and I'm just like, I, he, could you please sign my Northlanders comic? I, you know, really awkwardly. And even Brian Wood was kind of like, this guy's like the future Unabomber. And then I just fucking I'm went sure, off. And- like, I'm sure they weren't thinking that. I know you and I know the other people at that con. I'm sure you were a totally reasonable person, relatively I, speaking. Relatively I, speaking. Relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. But the th- the reason I think that is because I kind of catch how people look at me. And also that was the day where I was fucking whacked out of my mind on Xanax because I just kept eating Xanax throughout the day. Because I was I like, so that. many people, so oh much going God. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's why that's why like even now, like when I've when I've been to conventions and everything since like I just act completely just I don't give a fuck. Like I just I couldn't care less about anything. That's why I don't go to conventions anymore. That's why I'm not excited about them anymore is because I just like I I did it enough that I, I, I get the point of it. I don't really. I want to see the people, like our friends and yeah. And that's that's the main. That's why I went to C two E two is mostly to see people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like the actual like professionals and things like that, you know, especially too having to go for work. I just kind of I don't care. And and this it, the idea of like seeing someone and being like, oh, it's that person from that. If I can't improve that person's life in some way, to look at this, you the can. Of- you go up to them and say hi. I love what the work you've done. It's mean a lot, meant a lot to me. I, I appreciate it. And then you say, thanks for me. Pleasure to meet you. And then you move on. We're going to talk about this next episode. We'll talk about <laughs> okay. this next episode. So, so anyways, stripped, good. Stripped is fantastic. Stripped is fantastic. It has every, every, all, all the, most of the major comic strip people. Yes. Uh, Gary Larson is not in it. Nor are people from the olden days, for the most part. But like Gary, no, Larson, Gary Larson is the glaring omission from the current group of people that I can think of is not there. Oh, and Gary Shudo is not in it. Dude, I was going to say, if people are alive, they're in this. Like, the fucking but yeah, but, guy, but, guy but, but Larson and, in this? But Larson and Trudeau are in it. Yeah. Those, yeah. Are, those are pinnacle names. Those are, like, top of the like. Those are, like, those are Calvin Hobbes, then those two kind of... I mean, I'm not a big Doonesbury fan at all, but, like, for what it is... Yeah, but it's the best ever. Jeannie, Jeannie Schultz was in it. No, no, the, uh, like, no. It has tons of people. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it has everyone but these two people. And the only um, yeah. glaring omissions because they have so many other people. They, they have fucking Jim Davis. They yeah, don't it, have it, Dilbert it guy, don't they? Uh, no. But he's an asshole, I... so it's fine. <laughs> I'm glad that you're so you're just like so ready to be like, if fucking Kurtz, fuck that guy. I'm not that gonna, hang out, I'm not gonna ever hang out with Scott Kurtz or. Dude who makes Dilbert whose name escapes me ever. So I don't care. Like I just yeah. I hear Scott bad Adams. things. Yeah, Scott Adams, of course. Scott like and I like Dilbert. I love the cartoon was fantastic. But yeah. like I, I'm not. I, I, 
I've heard so many bad things about him. I don't want to be his friend in any way, shape, or form. So I don't care if I ever meet him or call him an asshole. Like he makes he makes talent. He's a talented guy who's done great work that's touched a lot of people while being an asshole. And that is true of the vast majority of artists. So I'm not. I don't feel bad saying that. Like most artists tend to be. They're the asshole percentage. The, the asshole percentage is higher in artists than it is in most populations. Because you sort of have to be to to you have to be a bit of an asshole and a bit of a narcissist to put your stuff out there in such a way, in the, the way that these people are doing. Like they have to be so confident that their stuff is not awful that they put it out there and sell it to people, and that is a hard fucking thing to do for a normal person. You have to be a bit of a narcissist to do that, and narcissists are assholes, generally speaking. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the Dave Chappelle argument, that these are strong... You have to be a strong person yeah. to cope with celebrity, and if Absolutely. strong people tend to be kind of, you know, assholes. They have to be to and survive are, that And they way. aren't all, and that's but, not necessarily a bad thing, Like, and, and I'm sure they are when they're when you get to know them and meet them as people and learn about them, they're fine. Like, I'm sure Scott Kurtz has lots of friends he gets on with great. Well, no, I was going to say that... But like, I the random person, he should be kind. I, I, from only, only speaking from secondhand stories, he should be kinder to the general populace than he is. See, this is the difference in Americans and Canadians. I think then because we in America at you least don't rate kindness as a, as a quality. No, we don't, and we don't. And on top of that, we tend to think of like I think it was Jerry Lee Lewis that married the fourteen-year-old girl. I think was it. I feel bad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, great balls of fire. I think that was him. Yeah. It's it's that sort of argument that you can marry a fourteen year old as long as you're the guy who fucking made great balls of fire. Like as yeah. long as you're unbelievably talented. If you're fucking Elvis, yeah, you or basically what's it, Roman Polanski. Yeah. Woody yeah, Allen exactly. even. Yeah. yeah. You could Woody do Allen's still do, all yeah. hypothetical, but Roman Polanski's absolutely not hypothetical. Like, uh, I'd say I'd say some of the stuff of Woody Allen's not even fucking that high. Well, it, 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 I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying it is not as proven anywhere near as much as Roman Polanski's is. Like, yeah. Roman Blansky oh, fucking fled the country and said, yeah, I did it, but fuck it. She wanted it, so it's fine, basically. Like, and, yeah. I, and I think there's more shades of gray. I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but anyway, I, like, I don't, like... No, no. She I, wasn't 12, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and, and it's and from all accounts, it was consensual, but it was still an older a person in power with a person who was not in power, and that is called rape. And that is not called, that is uncalled for, it's not happen. You can do horrible, horrible shit. You can be the worst asshole ever in America as long as you are so fucking talented that it basically makes that shit meaningless. And I think the reason why is because I won't even go so far as to say it's because Americans are fucking assholes. I would say it's because we just have to be pragmatists in that way because our culture is just hosing fucking mass media at us all day long that's we're a very we're very oriented very culture that's oriented around you know like what are you giving me what are you doing me that that sort of one way one way relationship we have with these these parasocial well, you're all, characters you're, you love this the famous people in your country i mean we do here we too do. I, I, I keep saying that like it's it doesn't happen here we the Canadian culture is supremely influenced by the American culture. Like it's, I th- but there I are differences, can... and we do care a little less, but we still care a whole hell of a lot. But I think that you, I think that you have a very different response to people in that if someone's clearly kind of a mean, severe character, that you guys kind of back away from them and say like, you know, sure. we might be proud of this. Like you guys, you guys produce. We a do lot care of about kindness more than you do. Yeah. Culturally like, speaking, what like even just recently for Canada Day, Chris Hadfield released a music video, and and that's like when you watch that, it's just so. That's the so... key. Chris Hadfield is our most famous person that still is in lives in Canada. Like, yeah. Aside from, I mean, there's also Rob Ford, but he's not. I, I, I like, and neither of them are explicitly celebrities, but like, Chris Hadfield is a Canadian superstar for us. 
and we I, love him for it. And he is a the most earnest, bland, like he's a sort of a lame dorky dude, but we fucking love Chris Hadfield. Yeah, you well, love it's him. It's the difference between Alan Thick and Robin Thick. In Canada, <laughs> Alan Thick is the kind of like the we vanilla. We really don't care about Alan Thick at all. I gotta say, no, but like, but when you look at it, Alan Thick is the very vanilla, quiet, like, like, like. I don't oh, think stop. he really is, though. Like no, in reality, no, in reality, he's so no. not. Like Robin Thick came from Alan Thick. Like, Clearly, and that's, but that's that's the thing is when when you look at those two things logically, you could follow that. But in the in the realm of celebrity, Alan Thick is everybody's favorite TV dad, whereas his son is a rapist. Like that's basically... and, and and you guys fucking ruined Justin Bieber. I know that's what, like that's, that's why like, this is jokes going around. Like you break him, you bought him. Like you're keeping Justin Bieber now. We don't want him back. You broke him. He was this yep. nice, sweet kid, and now he's fucking egging people and pissing on things and spitting on his fans. Like, because that's what we do. I that's know! That's what we fucking do. We destroyed Dave Chappelle. That's what we do. We fucking are horrible. I get that, but that's... <sighs> and that's why we have that kind of respect for people who are a little more douchebaggy, I guess, is the best way to say it. Is people who are a little more gruff and, and, and shitty that can kind of plug in better with our existing culture. That's why we we have a lot of respect for Kim Kardashian is because Kim Kardashian came ready to play. You, there's never a moment where you can say that Kim Kardashian was not ready to be a celebrity, yeah. in, in, an, an American celebrity. She was ready from fucking day one. Kanye West, ready from day one to be an American celebrity. Yeah. Like Those are those are personalities that are going to fucking survive uh, in the American media landscape because they are ready God, and prepared. They will. They they're not going anywhere. People say that shit all the time. No, I know they're 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 too smart about this kind of stuff to go away. Yeah, they're way too smart. They're way too specifically talented in that way to space. Well, he's specifically like I guess talent is in a a weird word to use for Kim Kardashian, but she is very good at what she does, which is not much of anything. But she's very good at making not much of anything interesting to people for some reason. People, all right. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't understand. At least Kanye makes music, and he's very good at that. Frankly, like, he's very good. But like Kim, I just, just she's very good at making reality shows, and that is not anything really. No, it is something. Because no, it's, it's not. It, it, okay, I fucking hate reality TV. You know that. I watch way less reality TV than you do. But she, her mother, is able to. Oh, her mother's up. a fucking genius. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Her mother's a genius. To a, cert, to a certain level, Kim Kardashian is doing. Is is working with her mother. She's not working yeah. against her. She's no, working absolutely, with her mother. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, her other sisters are kind of not really. I know very little about the Kardashian family, but it's very clear that Kim Kardashian works with her mother to set up this uh, sort I of. I think they all do. I think they all do. I, I mean, I only get what I pick up from TMZ because that's I, I fucking love TMZ. I'm actually no. The thing with TMZ is they don't give a shit and they're hysterical about it. Like it's nope. legitimately funny. Nope. And they don't give a shit, and I appreciate that. It's not like fucking Entertainment Tonight, and I hate that they're fucking stalkers and horrible at that kind of thing, but it, the show that I watch is funny as hell for an hour a week. I don't watch it daily. I watch the, the Digest version once a week, and Still. it cracks me up to no end because it's TM- ridiculous. And and they don't, they don't cover any actually talented people. I don't feel bad about them shitting on fucking Kim Kardashian. I, I feel like if they were talking about people that I was interested in, like, I don't know, I, I fully don't know, I want to say 75% of the people on TMZ, aside from they're on TMZ. Like, I don't know what these people do, but somehow packaged in the way it's packaged, I laugh 
I laugh and enjoy myself for an hour a week. Like I don't know. See that that's that's the difference between comic like comic strip creators here and and say like a Kim Kardashian is that I I can be I can be very um, attracted to a personality in in the comic strip world because I read their comic yeah. I have sort of relationship with them every day that sort of thing uh, in the same way people have that daily relationship with Kim Kardashian they wear Kim Kardashian jeans they have Kim Kardashian sheets they you know whatever it is like they have all the Kim Kardashian stuff that they put out at However, she's one of those people that becomes less attractive the more you know her. Like, Kate Beatty. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. You think that. Well, for me, for for a person of my my fucking thought process. I'm not saying sexually attracted. I'm saying attracted in the sense of, like, the personality. Like, you're attracted to a personality. Like, in sort of like a cultish sort of way. And and I personally become less interested the more I find out about her. Whereas some, well, again, some, it's the person who does some, some art or creative thing that I enjoy and also ends up being an awesome person, I become more interested in as time goes on because they become more interesting. Here's a question for you. Have you ever read Little Women? No. Would you ever read Little Women? Probably. Why? Yeah, I've heard good things. But what? Really? It's yeah, one of, I, it's, I, I would only it. read it in that it's like it's on a list of classic books that I feel I should read before I die kind of thing. It's not like okay. I feel compelled to read it implicitly, but like if somebody gave me a list of 10 books, that it, and Little Woman could easily be on a list of 10 books for you before you die. I, I'm not saying I agree with it, but it could be on that list. It's one of those books that Here, is, in that, is in, that, in that echelon of books. And I could conceivably read it for that purpose. Like at some point, like sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm missing a certain um, reference point. And I feel yes. like I need to fill that, cover the reference point, and that's all it is. And and TMZ does that for me with these people in a way I find entertaining, as I opposed know. to and watching this garbage of the actual Keeping Up with Kardashians or I fucking know. Honey Boo Boo or whatever. I know, and this is what I'm telling you: you've already read Little Women. Little I, Women. I, I imagine that's true. <laughs> Little Women is the basis for Chris. Is her name Kardashian? The mother. Yeah. Basically, that's Chris the Jenner setup now. of, yeah. or maybe not now. I, Chris, yeah, Chris I don't. I don't know what her last name is because she's divorced two people's whose last names. Like, but she's divorced both Kardashian and Jenner at this point. Maybe I don't know. She's separated at least yeah. from Jenner. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, the, the, my point is, is that <laughs> the point is, is that those those people are famous because they're able to rebrand themselves as archetypes in the fashion of say little women sure. or so or, or or taming of the shrew or things like that of where it's not it's not reality tv well, no reality tv is reality tv it's not reality it's it's scripted fucking television that yeah. they try to portray as as real no different than like any of those like exorcism movies of where they're like you know like oh fucking someone was possessed by the devil and this is found footage from whatever like basically found footage movies and reality tv same fucking thing and people don't believe me people can deny this all they want but it fucking is it's so so prepackaged and prepared so that you will look at you look at Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner Chris Kardashian whatever she is the mother who's trying to sell off her daughters to continue this dynasty that she has in order to sort of you know move on this it's whole different family. in that they're not real people here here's something I want you to try to do for the next 10 years of your life <laughs> okay I have a project now the next 10 years of your life every day for like six hours, I want you to be. I want you to pretend to be someone you're not. Oh, and at the end of those ten years, I can't do that. At the end of those, I will be a different person. At the end of ten years, I understand fake it till you make it. I get that, but like, 
No, no, why would I do that? Like my that. point my point is that whatever these people are putting out there as their fake personality for the sake of reality. Exactly, TV, that's what I'm saying. Like they become that character. The, re- and, and found footage you walk away from after it's done. Like that's what I'm saying. The difference is like these people are actors playing roles in a in a format, sure, but like it's still still actors playing roles with a certain intention and they stop and walk away from it and they're done. Like the girl from fucking Paranormal Activity is not think she's an actual demon in real life. Kim Kardashian thinks she's a fucking superstar for being Kim Kardashian. My point is that if, if that girl had to pretend she was a demon every day... Absolutely, <laughs> but, that's, like, but that's what's different between reality shows and found footage things. Reality shows will pollute and ruin every single person that's ever been on them. Yes, yes. Very, very few people come out of reality show unscathed. Yes. People come out of fucking found footage movies unscathed all the time and go to do other things all the time. But it's simply because those things stop, and that's exactly. But, that's kind the, of... but it's still like the that's 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 the difference in intent is what I'm saying. Like the intent of a found footage film is vastly different than the intent of a reality show. I, As I such, they're different things. I don't think the intent is really that different. Well, the end, the intent is to make a hour ninety minute thing that entertains someone by pretending to be reality. Whereas reality show is, the intent is, I want to become famous, so I'm going to film myself for the rest of my life if I can be lucky and do so and become this person. That is the intent. The intent of a reality <laughs> show is, be- is, is, to, is, is purely fucking whoredom. Like, it's purely prostitution minus the sex. That's purely what reality TV is. So what you're saying is is that when these whereas, uh, found, whereas when the found, found footage, footage movies, is no more prostitution than any movie at all, which is there is some prostitution in all movies, uh, but see, like but the, the the volume and intent in them is entirely different. And we're getting way off top. We were talking about stripped a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, you, you knew this was going to happen. We should, volume, we should wrap this up though. If we're going to get a second thing tonight, I know volume is different. Intent is not. Is is what I'm going to leave. No, that you're wrong. You're wrong. Absolutely wrong. No, absolutely no. wrong. I think I think I'm right because they still they still portray found footage movies when you watch YouTube previews of things like especially when they're leading up to things and they're hyping shit up they will constantly use the actors as like oh this is you know this is a real person you know this is this is a real person yeah, so but everyone so knows that conceit now no one believes that's true anymore well fucking do you think anybody believes that fucking absolutely I think people believe reality oh TV shows are real do you not oh, think people believe they're real you're oh, so wrong you're oh. so fucking wrong people think that Kim Kardashian just has a fucking videotape recorder pointing at her and she's living her normal life people think this is fucking real dude people think it's real we're really getting to this, that part of the show where it's just turning into network isn't that like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad as hell I'm not gonna take it anymore yeah. Well, I guess to, to sort of wrap this back up and, and wrap this back into strips, I think the thing is is that when you make a webcomic for t- t- 10 years, it's, it's, it's still very personality-based. It's still very based off of building a audience. It's, it's built – you need, you need an audience. You need to have in, – in order to do something like that for uh, a, a reality TV show, a webcomic, whatever it is, any comic, any, anything that you're producing, media that you're producing for longer than maybe a week or two. You really need to have an audience for absolutely, and, and, and we have heard stories of certain people with certain super popular web comics that have possibly been ruined by having super popular web comics and are no longer friends with people they were friends with before because they're too good for that. Yeah, and that is the reality show thing you're talking about. Is that yes. they've, they've become the characters that they have drawn themselves in in the comic strips to a certain extent, especially one of them. 
you owe you. But at the same time, I think that there's a huge gap between them. Obviously, fucking oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. you try to you're trying like you're trying to bait me into going to all these fucking side roads today, no, and then no, you're no, yelling no, at me. I'm for, not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm specifically not saying his na- Gabe's name at all, so that we just ignore it and move on. I'm not editing any of this. this is <laughs> going out you think, you think fucking Cabe is going to listen to this fucking podcast? No. I don't give a shit. Mostly uh, waiting to see what the reaction of your peers is going to be when anyone <laughs> listens to this. And they're just like, wow, he, he slings a lot of shit once he gets on Internet Boyfriends. That fucking guy can talk. Oh, as, yeah. if, yeah. as if anyone, like, people who've ever listened to this show, our show... And this and this is us, really. This is absolutely us. <laughs> People are like, are they gonna be? Are they doing their own reality show? I don't know what's going on, but like, this is just us talking, shooting the shit. And so, if it's if it's edited in any way, it's to be nicer than we actually are. But like, the last, last few episodes have been more us than any other. Absolutely, I, I think it's. I think at a certain point, we're just like we've got. We're getting more used to it, and we're just it's coming out a little more. And I'm personally not caring as much anymore. But like, it's not like people don't know I'm this person who has opinions. The person I was talking about is Gabe from Panarcade, and we know people that were close to them years ago before they were a big deal. And yeah. we've heard plenty of stories that one, that Tanko is still a decent dude and Gabe is an asshole. And we've seen Gabe be an asshole dozens of times, so I'm backed up on that over and over again because he's a fucking idiot. But like, but he's also an extremely talented artist yes. who makes a comic that touches tons of people, and many of them are assholes because they're fucking assholes. But like many people many people like Penny Arcade are totally nice guys and great people and we both loved Penny Arcade once upon a time. And, and I still do. I, still I, I haven't read it in ages. I still catch it occasionally and someone links it, but no one links it as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um but like and and I'm not gonna I am not gonna say his comic is garbage. His comic is fantastic for people who like that kind of thing. Uh, I'm just yeah. saying he's apparently an asshole. That's all I'm saying. Like, and I'm saying I, apparently. I thought, I'm not I saying I know were, for a fact he is. I'm just saying I thought you were shoving me. I thought you were shoving me down that road because I asked him point blank about that. Actually, oh really? I didn't know at a that. convention. Yeah, I asked him. I asked him. There was a Q and A, and I got up like the first question, and I just like fired that question at him. Like, you know, what about that? What about that? And his sort of response back was like, "Hey, man, you know, basically, basically what I imagined his response would be. Hey, man, you do what I do." And see if you would act differently. I, 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 and I also know that is totally true. Like, if we... Oh, this is never going to happen. If Internet Boys became huge, I don't know that we'd be the same dudes. Like, we might become... I think we would be. I think we would, I like to think we would be, but maybe we'd be ruined by it. I don't know. I think I think it all depends on whether or not you can walk away from it. it with yeah. web comics, with, with print comics, syndicate comics, you can't walk away from it. That's yeah. your job. These guys, these guys yeah. and gals put fucking 10 20 years into this thing and you can't Penny, like, fucking for, you know for all their things jerry and mike gabe and tyco and or what maybe the art orders i forget which name actually applies to people but like the guys the penny arcade guys turned nothing literally yes. nothing into a massive hugely massive company success yeah. and it's huge and then and, and i i applaud them wholeheartedly for doing that because they seem to have done it mostly as fairly and well as they could possibly have done. Like, they fucked up a few times, no question, but, like, they've done it on their own, and they found a guy who could help them, and they still did it on their own terms and did what they could do, and they did the best they possibly could do, and I totally applaud them for that, and I and I totally understand. They've, they've made it their life. This is how they make their living, and they make yeah. a better living than the vast majority of people on the planet doing so. And, and when they... And they have hundreds of thousands, if not over a million fans, like, and who are talking to them all the time, tweeting them all the time, and talking to them on forums all the time, and that will fuck anyone up. And I understand that. 
but he's still become an asshole. I don't be friends with him anymore. Like I, I once upon a time I might have thought of like, oh, it'd be cool to be friends with these people, but now I don't want to be because I like being friends with nice people. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't. Again, maybe this is the American versus Canadian thing, but I don't approach a lot of these as like I might be attracted to Kate Beaton, but I would never hit on her or try to. I one because I think it's disgusting to do that. Two, yeah. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't want to have a relationship with her because I enjoy her work. And yeah, I understand that. And and I think that that's the extent of it is that's why I don't follow her on Twitter is because as much as I I would want more com- I do want more comics from her. Well, I'll try uh, to retweet the stuff she posts that are comics so you can. No, 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 no. Just just leave it. Leave it be. Nope, leave it nope, be. Because it. I I the same thing with like uh, Matt Inman was in this documentary as well, and I've I've heard once upon a time that Matt Inman oh, yeah. was kind of kind of a douchebag, and it's one of those things. But he's, where he's I, exactly the same situation as Penn Arcade. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard that said about him, and, and I'm kind of like, all right, and now I have to kind of decide every time I go to click that link for the oatmeal to, if I, whether I want to read it or not. And more often than not, fuck it, I'll read it. I don't yeah, care. Same. I don't have a relationship. I don't have a personal relationship. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't avoid Penny Arcade because I think he's an asshole. I just got tired of the comic. Like, it's, it's not like I'm judging his work on that. I'm just judging the person on that, which is yeah. possibly harsher. I don't know. But, like, I think, I think they still put out quality work. I just not as interesting anymore. They do, they do. It's just, it's just a whole nother, it's a whole nother yeah. fucking anyway. anywho. <laughs> so uh, we need to wrap up, yep. and yeah, yeah. I would say if you do, if you do watch this uh, documentary, if you have watched it, and you are listening to us, and you want to talk to us on Twitter, or you want to send us a fucking message, or whatever it is, the one interesting to take away from this documentary that Scott McCloud, Scott McCloud mentioned, mm-hmm. is that. We need to figure out what the future of comics is going to be as fans, as creators, as 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 a culture, as a as a society. Because there's a certain time where comics comics have always been a, a technologically driven medium in a way that people don't really even think of it as a technologically driven medium. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah, like like you think about it, like, like video games. From, what was the name? Hogarth doing etched things that he's printed to like. Yeah. All the way up to now, like it's it's where it's all on a screen and it's all pixels and stuff. It's all use whatever tools you have to put this comic out there, and it's always been tied to whatever restrictions there were for the medium you had. Usually, it's a square or a rectangle of some sort. Well, By I necessity. I was even to say just the the process of, of printing. Like yeah. I was to say, anyone who's listens, anyone's listening, has seen an old comic book. They look yeah. like shit now. Absolutely. They've, they've, they just turned disgusting after a while because they just—they're just not. They were never printed to last. It was never supposed to be a medium that was going to you know, last no. for, or a piece of media that lasts for years and years and years. It was something that you consumed and then threw away, and that was it. And and somehow comics have survived the ghettoization. Somehow they've survived. Well, there were what? comics were once upon a time not in the ghetto at all. Like they were the biggest fucking thing in the world. But then they uh... were no when they were in the in the fucking forties and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna go. I was but gonna before say, there was movies that like before like everything became so huge everywhere like video games and TV were all huge. Like there was still like kids read comic every single fucking child read comic books. Every single person in the army read comic books. It seems like I don't know for sure. I've never met them, but like it's it's fucking everywhere in comic books until that fucking asshole ruined everything. Yeah. Warren Trump. Is, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's that's burned in my brain. Yeah. So, how are you, the listener, going to be reading comics ten years from now? 
It's an interesting question. Something I'm, to think I'm, about. I'm confident we will be, though. Oh, no, we will We will be. They're not going anywhere. Nope. I'm just saying I think the way that we read them, is gonna, the way we consume comics is going to change. I think it's, it's, it's going to change. It's already for me. Like, I'm, yeah. I used to go to the comic shop once a week. Yeah. I haven't been to a comic shop in a very long time. Yep. <laughs> well, if you want to talk to us about this, you can find us on Twitter. I am Joey, at Joey Heflick on Twitter. And with me, as always, is... Ryan, at Gobo. I don't think we have anything left to say. We talked nope. quite a lot of this episode. So Chip is great. Worth putting money on. Don't wait for Netflix. Just yeah. find a way to watch it. It's great. I would agree with that. Definitely watch strips now. Talk about it now. Enjoy it now. Give them some money. And buy the extras. If you can. If you have the money, fucking throw them some bucks for the yep. extras because they're all really, really good. Scott McCloud is more of a the, the 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 overall like 90 minute reel i think it is for the extras is definitely worth your time if you're sort of interested in comics but if you're really interested in comics make sure you see the scott mcleod extra because just listening to scott mcleod is awesome the extra is only actually 30 minutes like the, the movie itself minutes, is 90 yeah. minutes okay. the yeah. extra is 30 and the scott mcleod thing is two hours yeah yeah <laughs> of, i would say those are the of, three key, of one uh, of the most insightful people who think of comic thinkers who think about the medium in general ever talking about comics and all sorts of other stuff, but mostly comics, Yeah. for two hours, and it's wonderful. Yep. And I think it's free online on Vimeo, but I'm not sure. But like, I think if you hunt around, you're able to find it for free. Possibly. And if I do find it, I will send it to Joey, and I'll put it in the show notes, which you can find I at boyfriends.net. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next time. We love you all, and thanks for listening. Take care.